Hi, and welcome to the Prelude Podcast, where we talk about all things weddings and help you get down the aisle. I'm Megan, your host of the Prelude Podcast. I'm the founder and lead planner at Events by Eva in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And today we have a very special guest. We have Maggie Walker with Maggie Walker Weddings. Hey. So tell us a little bit about you and your business. Yeah, I started my wedding planning business eight years ago. This is my eighth year in business and I'm obsessed with weddings and starting a wedding podcast is cherry on top of the ice cream. So today we thought it'd be fun to critique our weddings. Yes. Um, (laughs) Um, Which we got married three years apart about. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to kind of talk about the differences of weddings three years ago to even now. Because I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot has changed post-COVID, inflation, all those sorts of things. Yeah. So you put together an outline of some kind of baseline questions that I don't know all of them yet. (laughs) I'm very excited to reveal these as we go. But let's start off with some of the basics about our wedding. Just quick rapid fire. Can you go through your wedding date or the month that you got married? And then how long was your engagement? If you can remember your guest count. And if you want to disclose a ballpark range of your budget. Okay. So first question was when I got married, October 2019. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, right before COVID. Yeah. And we were engaged for a year and three months. Okay. We thought we were actually going to get married April 2019, which would have been less than a year. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work out that way for the better because we also moved in April. So, <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. big life changes in the same month. Exactly. Um, what were the other questions? Do you remember your guest count? Guest count that we actually had there. I weirdly just logged into the knot and saw this. <laughs> I think it was about 110. Okay. Somewhere between 110 and 120. And then um, budget. Budget. So our budget. <laughs> it's funny because my dad was originally like $15,000. <laughs> You know, they're out of number. And I think... Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Apparently, my parents in the 80s, late 80s, spent 10000 on their wedding. And he thought you could do for the same (laughs) wedding budget in 2019. But we ended up spending, I think, about like 35000 that my family spent. So that didn't include the bar or rehearsal. Okay. And then I'll go through mine really quick. I got married this last April, so April of 2022, post-COVID, this this post-COVID era we're in. And our engagement was exactly six months to the date. Uh, Very similarly, but the opposite, we were actually looking at the end of 2022. So we were going to look at November, December, after my wedding season, Mm -hmm. uh, getting married, and that for multiple reasons, was not the best fit for us. It was way too long. So we did the opposite. We decided to have one much earlier and have six months to plan everything. Our guest count was large. (laughs) Um, We, uh, I think our final number was 229 or some obnoxious odd number of who attended on the night. Wow. So you had like... We invited almost 300. Well, funny on that. We (laughs) invited like 300 and something, but a lot of them did not live in the country. mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And then for budget, I, yeah, similar, (laughs) similarly, these are always, uh, can be complicated, uh, breaking down what this actually looks like. Uh, I think total budget between 
between all parties was like 45 to 48,000, but it was similarly divided up between what my parents were contributing and then pretty traditional what Matt's parents were contributing and then what we also were pitching in for our wedding day. So then let's kind of go into our vendors because you got married in the area as well, correct? Yes. yes. I got married at the Apple Burn at Hell Farms. Oh, fun. I wanted a venue that had all white walls. That's yep. basically what I was looking for. Yeah. And I I was between the Apple Barn and another venue called Ramble Creek. Yeah. And it just wasn't really working out with the date. So okay, I yeah. went with uh, the Apple Barn. Ah, oh, perfect. I was there yeah. earlier today. Oh, <laughs> well, that's funny. I got married at the venue in Chattanooga, which I love, but is a confusing name sometimes. Yeah. Because there's more than one venue that has the name venue in it. Mm-hmm. Who was your photographer or videography team? Yeah, so my photographer at the time it was Savannah Lay. Now it's Sav and Cam. Yeah. Um, they are a husband and wife photo and video team. I looked at a lot of photographers, to Mm -hmm. be honest, and we did a FaceTime call. I really liked her from that, and Zach, my husband, liked her bio, um, and I loved her style, so we went with her, and I still wish that she lived in the area and (laughs) could take more photos of us, honestly. (laughs) I had Alexis Dimmer. Yes, love. Yes, one of our favorite photographers to work with. One thing we'll get into is the difference, a main difference between us planning our weddings is I was planning my wedding after already building my business. So I fortunately, unfortunately, pros and cons, had mm-hmm. some insights, new vendors, knew the area, whereas you were new to the area. Yeah, I didn't live here at the didn't time. Didn't live here. Yeah. I didn't work in the wedding industry mm-hmm. before, and I didn't work in it here at the time when I was planning. Right. So I feel like there's so many more vendors in general now, True. or more that I've learned about. True. <laughs> so maybe a mix of, of the two. But yeah, it's kind of a different perspective, I think, that we both had planning. Yeah. And I guess my my photographer, Savannah Lay, she was technically Knoxville-based, so she wasn't Chattanooga-based when mm-hmm. she was working my wedding. And I guess Alexis is kind of in Chattanooga, kind of not, so she was kind of a destination photographer, would you say? Or not really, because she does Kinda, work in Chattanooga a lot. Gosh, we'll have to ask her. Because <laughs> determine it. <laughs> she definitely bounces all across the southeast region, that's for sure. Well, it's also interesting, too, because I feel like if you were to Go on Instagram if you're listening and look up both of our photographers. They're both artistic, but they both mm-hmm. have very different styles, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. in terms of their photography. Yeah. I'm curious, and why did you choose Alexis? Obviously, yeah. there's so many photographers, and she's <laughs> yeah. great, but what was it about, I guess, either her as a person or her style Yeah, your experience working with photographers? I was definitely overwhelmed trying to sift through all these amazing vendors that I get to work with all the time and make these decisions for my own day, what was going to be a good fit for Matt and I. That was probably one of the hardest parts of wedding planning when you've been wedding planning for other people for years. For Alexis, she was one of my first picks as far as personality. We've been good friends for a long time and I know how she works on the day. 
I knew it would be a really good fit, not only for me, but also for Matt. And I also really liked her style and knew that she could deliver on our wishes for our gallery. Mm -hmm. I also, before we got engaged, had actually already booked our videographer, which is Justin Ragsdale. Right. Well, Justin. Booked him with a pending wedding date. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And knew they had worked together. They would be a really good media team. Yeah. Um, not only in style, but just, again, personality on the day. Yeah. And when Alexa said that she was available, I was sold. I didn't need any other convincing. It was just the logistics of which package to book for her. Yeah. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It made me really happy to be able to hire her. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Definitely recommend checking Alexa Yeah, look Stimmer. her up. <laughs> And you can look up Sav and Cam, too. They're based in Hawaii now, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We'll, fit, we'll swing some way of going to visit them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as far as other vendors, the really fun, interesting question. Did you hire a planner or a day of coordinator? Um, yes. Or <laughs> what was your story with that? So I hired a day of coordinator. She is actually based in Nashville now, but she actually did a style shoot at Ramble Creek, the venue, the other venue I was considering getting married at. And I really liked the style and design of the style shoot that she put together. It was very different from what I wanted, but I was very impressed by the fact that she was in college and had started her own business. And I thought she had a good eye for design. And so I pretty much only looked at her and was like, okay, I'm sold. And it was a matter of, did I want to hire her for the full wedding planning or the day of? And I kind of just decided, I'll just do day of. But I could have just gone with it. I don't like I've looked back at it now and I think it would have been nice. There's I think a few like pieces that would have been more finished had I maybe hired her, but it was fine just doing day of too. Yeah. For for my situation, I think. Could you tell at the time that you were already interested in maybe pursuing this as a career or was it truly just an after the wedding? Yeah, I think that that's a good question. It wasn't really until after that I was like, yes, officially. And it wasn't because of my wedding either. I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't feel like this is going to sound really weird. I don't feel like I had like this amazing time and I wanted it to like continue. And that's why I wanted to do it. I think it was that I don't know, like admin wise and like the logistical parts of it and negotiation were kind of like easy transitions for me Mm -hmm. job wise. And I loved the design part. And I was like, well, I want to help someone else create their wedding design. So that's kind of, I think, where it came from. So I'm sure it kind of like was the process that I liked, like the picking that out, everything from a design aspect. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. (laughs) So. Okay. Yeah. Do you think, I know you kind of answered this a bit, do you think in hindsight, hiring a full service planner from the get-go would have just been a better decision? I think it would have been helpful. I think that, I don't know if some of my decisions would have changed. I And this is maybe something we'll go more into, we'll see, but... I think that some of my decisions that I did choose were very influenced by other members in the families. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really know that those decisions would have swayed if I had a full planner. Yeah. But I think that having them there as a resource of suggesting vendors and all of that 
not being locally here, I would have learned more about a lot more options than mm-hmm. I think I had yeah. throughout the planning process. That makes sense. Yeah. I, for mine, I did also book a day of coordinator. Mm-hmm. Again, it's interesting comparing because my thought process I was also torn on full service or day of. It would have been beneficial as well to have a full service planner. They definitely do a lot of work for your day. But I similarly was torn. I was like, well, let me just start off with day of. Thankfully, my planner, even with a six-month engagement, was open to upgrading at a later date. So I knew I had a little bit of flexibility at the beginning to kind of Mm -hmm. get started at least. But I had been doing this for a living at that point. And I had been, I had all my systems and all my tools and templates I had a network like I I had had all of that and so I was curious to see as I got going and as I just kind of trudged through the motions of my normal day-to-day work life meeting with these different vendors that I work with for my own day if I was going to get to a point where I needed to hand it off to somebody else and just let my planner be a full service planner or and reap the benefits of their advice Uh, potentially there's differing opinions between people being able to step in Mm -hmm. but actually I didn't ever get to that point I it was a very surreal time for sure when I'm meeting with I don't know my florist or Alexis herself or you know any of these vendors and having to remind myself in these meetings these are for me I need to actually make my own decisions not just advise a client on logistically guest flow design wise whatever is best based yeah. on their decisions I'm the one making these actual decisions because yeah. I'm the bride this time yeah so I, I think for me it was a good fit at the end of the day even though like with anything paying for more help is always a great option if you're able to do it mm-hmm. but I don't think I regret only picking day of, day of. I think it ended yeah. up being like a really good fit especially given the fact that we only had a six-month engagement yeah For sure. Okay, so what's next on your list of questions? So now we're going to kind of segue from just the top view. Here's some basic logistics about our weddings, whether or not we hired planners as planners and future planners. Let's kind of get into the nitty gritty. Let's start off positive. Let's go into stuff that we liked. (laughs) Positive. (laughs) That's implying there's some negative to this. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. You'll have to tell us about your day. Is there a vendor that you feel like they delivered on your day? They just brought to the table more than you even could have asked for. If you want to give them a little shout out right here. Yeah, I... So I think, and maybe it's because it was the part I was truly actually the most excited to see come together was the flowers. Yeah. And so I had Blue Thistle. Oh. And it was yeah. the beginning of... Well, I think she was maybe in business for about three years at that point, mm-hmm. actually. Um, but it was still, I think, growing. And yeah. I think she was just really excited to do something different because it had a really moody style. And uh. so she delivered since the wedding. I've told her I wish that we didn't cut corners on certain things and just <laughs> had more flowers. So, yeah. Uh, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> but what about you? Similarly, actually, mine is also the florist, but part, so mine was Mayflowers. Mm -hmm. We love Christy. She's amazing. I loved your color scheme too, Uh, by the way. Thank (laughs) you. I gave her almost full reign. We gave, mm -hmm. we had, we still had a a pretty normal consultation 
with her to kind of go through what I liked, what I didn't like. And it ultimately turned into a conversation about what I knew I did not want, what I hated, whether it was general style or even specific flowers. Like, do you like these types of flowers as she's holding them up? Yeah. (laughs) And we kind of, you know, talked a little bit more specifically narrowing the color palette for the venue and the time of year. And I had just gotten my dress, so that was able to kind of help fine tune. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I feel but like then your I, style had a, an element of classic to it. Yeah, like, like a not, modern romantic yes, classic. Yeah. Colorful. Yes. But not bold. Right. Color. It was, I loved the, like the mix of kind of, is this correct that it had like some of the light blues with like yeah. almost like a mocha toffee blend Yes, to we it. kept saying like a mocha taupe. Yes, And it yes. was fun to see people's reactions when I said yeah. taupe was one of my wedding color because a lot of people yeah. picture that as like an ugly beige color. Really? Maybe it is, yeah. but that was one so. of our colors. <laughs> Not when it comes with the flowers. I feel like that. Right. Yeah. It, it helps soften it. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I feel like from, from the photos, it just looked like it was like classic, but not done in the way you see all the time. Right. 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 Like often, especially in the South, when you have blues, Mm -hmm. it can be a very like Southern style, Southern traditional wedding. Yeah. And that's not me or my style or my taste. And so I, that was probably one of the harder things to communicate to my vendors was this isn't like a overly traditional Southern styled wedding. Mm -hmm. This is a modern wedding. Yeah. And Blue happens to be one of the colors. Yeah. It was kind of like an accent. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a planning tip that you give to your clients now that you followed? That I followed. Ooh. I think you need to answer that one first. <laughs> I can go first. <laughs> one trick that I love encouraging my clients to do, and not even trick in a sense of this is some huge wedding planning secret out there, but... Honestly, no matter what their photography timeline or dinner setup and dinner logistics are, is I strongly encourage a private dinner. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of benefits to having 20 minutes to yourselves, not only for your own sanity, especially if maybe you're not as much of a people person, um, but also... The rest of the day, you're with so many people, even, you know, so many people you love and want to be with, but you're so often you're just not even alone with your now life partner Mm -hmm. until the end of the night. Yeah. And then also logistically, practically, as far as so many other vendor timelines, guest flow, there's a bunch of logistics benefits to having a private dinner, um, whether or not it's at the same time as everyone else, or it's a slightly different time to kind of accommodate and maximize. That is something I had seen time and time again work really well for my clients and I wanted and Matt really wanted for his own (laughs) (laughs) time to relax and reset before heading into the reception. But yeah, to give us a chance to actually get this delicious food into our mouths yeah. and to rip off my high heels and to breathe before yeah. enjoying the dance floor. Cool. Yeah, that's a hard question for me because like we talked about earlier, I, I wasn't <clears throat> planning weddings before my wedding. But I guess kind of tips, like wedding planning tips, but I'll say one of these came from, from Blue Thistle, my florist, mm. was reusing the bridesmaids bouquets. Like that's yeah. a great tip, but it's also one of the things I think I wish I didn't do okay. as well. 
How so? I just would have liked to have more flowers. You just would have liked to have your own. Yeah, I would have just liked to have, like, more centerpieces and would have gone more out on that part of it. But that's a want more than, like, an actual tip and need or, you know. Yeah. So there's that. But I will say, and you would probably agree with this, I'm sure, too, is that I did not take the advice of doing the first look. Mm -hmm. And I wish I did. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's another one where if any of my couples want to wait until the moment where they're walking down the aisle, that's great. There's a bunch of, that people have been choosing to do that for decades. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of timeline hacks to make sure that your time is used efficiently for photos, for the rest of the day, for mingling with your guests, so on. But if you choose to have a first look, Mm -hmm. so you can have that that (laughs) private dinner so much more the rest of the day just falls into place and allows you to not feel rushed from thing to thing to thing it allows you to enjoy your partner enjoy your friends and your family instead of everything needing to get done in a stricter timeline yeah and you guys did a first look right yeah okay we did a first look Uh, that was something that was definitely always our choice Matt was um, on board from the beginning. On too. board with it. Okay. And then we can get into this. Uh, we actually ended up needing to have two ceremonies on our wedding day. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our officiant, um, who's our pastor and a longtime friend of mine, he unfortunately had accidentally double booked. He had booked with another couple to officiate their wedding, accidentally double booked our date later. So he wanted to respect the people he had booked first. Fortunately, since we we had already been planning, I had already been planning COVID weddings, I was used to at this point seeing such a shift in variety of what timelines can look like and what days can look like. Mm-hmm. I reached out to our officiant and was like, would you be able to still officiate on the day even if it's not our ceremony time? And he was right. totally down for that. The other wedding was in the area. Mm-hmm. He's from here. Great. So we actually scheduled our first look and then... Uh, immediately going into an intimate ceremony with Mm -hmm. him, our legal ceremony of us actually getting married um, with just our families, our immediate families, and just our closest of friends. So it was maybe eight people out there with us. And it was such a happy accident that I'm glad we were able to do because now we have the benefit of being able to have beautiful intimate photos of this tiny ceremony that was led by our pastor. He had done our engagement counseling um he just knows us really well and knew what to say but then also we gotta go knock out photos take a tequila shot reset (laughs) have a bunch more guests show up and then do the whole thing again that freed us up too in picking what we wanted for an intimate ceremony that was the legal ceremony Mm -hmm. versus what do we want to do now that's exactly in front of you know 229 people (laughs) yeah no so Obviously, you could have taken that situation to be a difficult situation or like an end of the world situation, right? (laughs) Yeah. Let's be dramatic here. But do you think that because you had gone through all the COVID reschedules or because of working as a planner that your mind immediately went to like, okay, so how do we just maneuver this problem versus Mm. make it a problem? Yeah. Because you seem like as you were just telling that story, like you just seem so chill about it, like... (laughs) Okay, no big deal. This is what we're going to do instead, you know? I'm a chill bride. Um, That's a great question. I'm sure part of it is Matt and I's personalities. We tend to be a little bit more problem-solving, laid-back, 
versus like letting something hit us emotionally first. But I think, yeah, I honestly think because of post-COVID, that's probably the biggest reason why it did not seem out of the ordinary. Out of the ordinary, much less a problem. It was, it, I'm sure it would have been a problem if he could not officiate on the day. Then obviously that's yeah. a lot more work we're going to have to figure out. But because he had no problem coming, he said, honestly, anytime up until, I don't remember what it was, but X time that yeah. allowed him to leave to go officiate the other ceremony. Mm-hmm. To me, that gave so much room for options. We had talked about doing like a sunrise ceremony mm-hmm. at the venue. We had also talked about going on a hike for a sunrise ceremony. Very quickly realized, although those are fun things that we like to do, we did not want to do that on our wedding day that early in the morning. We had talked about, do we do this as our first look? Do we do it, you know, between first look and ceremony? There's a bunch of different options on having him arrive around the photo timeline. But yeah, it just, it honestly didn't really seem, I like double checked with Alexis, our photographer, our videography team, with our planner. Everyone was totally flexible and on board. Yeah. And I think, thankfully, because of the nature of an intimate ceremony, it tends to be a shorter thing. So we're really looking at yeah. 15 to maybe 30 minutes of okay. our day. Yeah. It was a very, very just like organic yeah. uh, chunk of our time that we were building in. Yeah. But nice. yeah, great question. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, what else do you have for us yeah. today? Yeah. <laughs> Is this the negative part? You getting have? into oh, getting into the negative. Okay. And I want to preface this. Is feel constructive versus negative? Yes. Okay. Constructive and coming from a place of again, we've we've talked about this a couple times now, but where we were at in our careers mm-hmm. and just the fact that even for planners, we are human. We are going to be swayed by what we see on social media, by friends and family, by all of the opinions that are out there. There's tons of advice. I mean, even just listening to the bits we've talked about now about what we would do or not do, this may land for you for your wedding day. This might not land for you for your wedding day. So take any and all of this with a huge grain of salt of we're trying to come from a place of it might have felt like the perfect day for us. It might not be the perfect day for you. And we might be able to point to some things, but it's all a learning process. Yeah. So with that being said, (laughs) let's, let's get into it. What is some wedding planning advice that you give to your couples that you did not follow? Kind of touched on this Mm -hmm. earlier. Does it have to be advice or could it be something that's like something I do Ooh, yeah. To be, what's the right word for it? I guess it's just something that I do that I think was different. Yeah. In my experience, I really like to literally create the ceremony diagram and processional, recessional, and grand entrance list for couples Mm -hmm. versus here's the recommended like processional order. Please fill this out for me. Yep. That's just something that I personally like to do. And I think it cuts out a lot of questions because I basically have them submit a questionnaire of here are all the names and I ask, do you want to do, you know, more the traditional chapel walking in with the bridesmaids and groomsmen separately? Or do you want everyone walking in in pairs? Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that that would have been something that would have been nice to have fully done for me or a few suggestions Mm. for me. Like some sort of process. But in my experience, it was here are the forms. 
please send me this, which is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's something that yeah. I, maybe it's a micromanager in me, <laughs> to be honest. But I think that it's been somewhat helpful to give a couple one last thing to do during that like really busy season in the right. weeks leading up to the wedding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about and you? yeah, I think one thing I really strongly advise my couples to do, they know this pretty early on in the, uh, the planning process that I also did is prioritizing your photography timeline. Mm-hmm. Bunch of probably obvious pros to that, but part of the reasoning is a lot of other vendor timelines and uh, responsibilities and tasks and even wedding party, guest flow, a bunch of other moving parts can be tweaked and adjusted to help accommodate the photographer to do their job really well. Mm -hmm. So that way it's maximized for efficiency, giving the couple and the photographer space and not having them be crowded for all these different photo moments. So I did that, but I was so hyper-focused on that And as you guys just heard, with the addition of having to schedule in two ceremonies now, Mm -hmm. I did not do as good of a job really paying attention to the nuance of some of my other vendors. And contracts sometimes. Yeah, and it wasn't anything drastic in like vendors needing to leave halfway through the reception or responsibilities not getting done. It was much more of I ended up choosing a later ceremony time to try mm-hmm. to prioritize the first look, the other ceremony. Yeah. Having our, we had a big wedding party. So having the beginning of the day just be relaxing and us hanging out. We wanted a lot of like true candids and the weather thankfully was beautiful. So I prioritized all of that. But And not that I didn't prioritize a good time on the dance floor. And if you were one of my guests, you know that was true. Mm -hmm. But I wish I had bumped up our... I thought through how the rest of the day would play out. Everyone's responsibilities, guest flow, what that would feel like for me Mm -hmm. uh, and that time flying by. And I wish I had... If I'd thought through all of that a little bit better, like I try to do for my clients, yeah, I probably would have picked a different ceremony time. I probably would have like structured yeah. the whole day a little bit differently, to be honest. Yeah. And I honestly, I think from a, now being a wedding planner standpoint, that does bring up a really good point because I feel that one of the, I don't want to say problems, but most common things we run into for like our month of clients mm-hmm. essentially is that that when they've set their ceremony time they haven't thought through the hours of all their contracts when yeah. they've chosen that time or what is that sunset time on that day mm-hmm. and a lot of times they've ended up either having to add on an additional dj hour additional photo hour if they're yeah. not willing to give something up on the front end or the back end so I do think it's really important to kind of really sit down and think through how it affects all the different vendors and their contracts yeah for sure yeah but but it seems like photo was one of your top priorities yeah thankfully so. <laughs> that the part I do with my clients yeah. that was checked off but yeah I guess we could kind of segue a bit into like this nuance that we keep touching back on of you had not planned weddings yet, but this how wedding planning sometimes is almost a very like out of body surreal experience. Getting married, being engaged, figuring out this next stage of your life. I know you've touched a bit on that in previous episodes, but thinking yeah. back now that you have this insight of being a wedding planner, watching all of these other couples, helping them, how like out of body was it for you? Like my day of. <laughs> Just your, yeah, your wedding planning process. 
Oh. In light of your other planner, your other vendors, and just going through it, everything that was happening in your life with the move. and Yeah, I feel like I'm not a good – I feel like I'm just not the average bride, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Like, in terms of all that, I think the move was a lot. I think that was a good reason as to why we didn't end up getting married earlier than we did. Yeah. I think I've told you, like, Zach was starting grad school, like, two months before our wedding. (laughs) That didn't go according to plan. Like, I think, like, a lot of things didn't go according to plan with all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the move, moving here, everything that... I think come the time that the wedding was here, I was kind of like, I just want things done. Yeah. I, I tend to get like that. I mean, honestly, I kind yeah. of get like that on wedding days with setup. Like, I just want it all done. Yeah. Like, you put in all this work. You want to see it to fruition. That, but I think it's kind of more just my personality of like, I just want it done because I'm not going to be relaxed until it's done. True. True. Like, kind of, I don't want to say the negative or like a weakness I might have. You know, it can't yeah. be. But in terms, going into the day of, I feel like I was not the normal bride because I didn't give myself the opportunity to really relax and enjoy the day. And I don't think I would have changed it. I think it's very much who I am. Yeah. But me and one of my bridesmaids split doing everybody's hair on wedding day. Yeah. So like I was on my feet doing that. Like, but I partially you, Let's did just that. let this sink in really quick. You, <laughs> as a bride, yes. were doing half of your girl's hair or yes. whomever's hair. I did my own makeup, too. And you did your own makeup. My friend did do my hair. So the amount of time that you put into making sure everyone else looked good took away from... Like, yeah. you're also doing that on top of enjoying your day, getting ready but to walk down me, the aisle. That's kind of like... It's fun for me to do that. Yeah. Like, I like doing that. Yeah. And I, I the reason I did it was to keep... My myself distracted I think because I I can be a micromanager yeah with all that yeah so yeah it's hard to tell somebody who tends to have that issue (laughs) (laughs) that uh things are just not going to go according to plan or as easy as you would hope that they would when you're moving right you know a thousand miles away I don't know how long I probably got a thousand miles and stuff so yeah I don't know if that really answers the topic but (laughs) I forgot yeah. what the question was now. What was the process like? Just a lot of times I hear from clients that it tends to be a surreal time. Like it's incredibly exciting. It's yeah. also incredibly stressful. But then you have these moments sitting there being like, I'm getting married. I am making a big life decision. And then wedding I, planning. Yeah, I and do then think- work. And moving and whatever else is going yeah, on. Yeah, and I, I will say, actually, I think that's a good point to touch on. I think that, like, it's a big life decision. And I think that sometimes that we know, we hear, we have heard our whole lives about, like, what getting engaged and married is like and what mm-hmm. it's going to be like. And there's this expectation, I think, that, yeah. like, whether it comes from society or, like, movies or whatever it is, that we kind of think it's going to be this way. But it is a lot more complicated than that. Right. Maybe not for everybody. Depends right. on the people, right? Right. But I feel like I tend to sometimes be a complicated person. <laughs> and so I think there's a lot more to it and a lot more dynamic and I think there's even things that come out 
with family yeah. from the wedding yeah. that you may not expect. Like, you really start to learn who, who people are, like, what mm-hmm. they're feeling at their core about something. So right. I think that there can be a lot of kind of unexpected a lot stressors of extra emotions. or just, yeah, emotions yeah. that are behind closed doors of the planning process that I think even yeah. as planners, sometimes we have to remind ourselves is going on right. with our clients too. Mm-hmm. That it might not just be that they're upset about, you know, one thing in relation to this one vendor they want or whatever it might be. Right. It's that there's a lot going on. Yeah. In life. I joke often that. with my clients, like, as much as I would love to, I I can't change their work life. I can't change their social life. I can't, you know, if, they've, if they're deciding mm-hmm. to move, you know, whatever else is happening yeah. on top of all the unfortunate stuff that you can't control, like... Not everyone has sunshine and rainbows during their engagement. Like real Mm -hmm. life happens for good or for bad. And sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's very sad. But hopefully as their wedding planners, we can at least help take off a huge chunk of that stress and a huge chunk of that responsibility so that in between whatever else is going on on their day or leading up to their day, we'll at least be there trying to be a grounding point for them. Yeah. And I think the day of the wedding too is kind of a weird day in a sense because, or it can be because you don't really know how you're supposed to feel because it almost feels like, I remember, I don't think I really slept the night before, which I think is pretty common, but not for any reason. I think I, I don't know if it was like this adrenaline. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just remember like talking with my one of my best friends and I like shared a bed and we were just like talking and yeah. I was like, okay, we should probably sleep. But I couldn't really couldn't. sleep. But then, you know, <laughs> we were up at 6am and then went yeah. and started hair and makeup. But I, I didn't really, I didn't know what to think. Like right. am I supposed to feel a certain way? And it kind of just happens. Yeah. For, me, for me. Yeah, no. And that's something I've seen time and time again with my clients. And then for me, again, I got married in the city that I work in. And so Mm -hmm. I'm in this venue that I've been in countless times for my clients, Yeah, you know, popping in and out, helping them grab stuff out of the emergency kit, double check their bustle, you know, all of these things that you do in the bridal suite. And I just remember sitting there and the room is filled with all these people that I love. And it was so weird not going into work mode. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it was so weird. I kept wanting to check on people and check in with vendors. And yeah, yeah, probably also the micromanager and me. Um, But how do I remove what I'm so used to doing in that room, in that bridal suite? I'm so used to just going through the motions and checking on everybody and doing the things. Yeah. And I didn't need to do that. I had paid other people to be doing those things for me. Yeah. So then you probably had a really smart choice of... (laughs) You got to sit there and keeping your hands busy. (laughs) And I sat there. So yeah. Yeah. One thing I definitely did not do well also was I scheduled myself to be in my uh, chair getting my hair done and then back to back my chair getting my makeup done. Mm -hmm. And that is now something I have learned to at least advise my clients to not do Mm -hmm. back to back unless they're the most chill, not anxious person out there. That was too much. 
sitting there for that long. It's so funny that you're bringing that up because I think, and this is maybe just a different planner approach. My approach to hair and makeup is not scheduling out who's going when to a tea. Oh. Yes. And I think, you know, I did do that for my wedding because I personally wanted to plan like who was going when. So they had showered by a certain time, were in the bridal suite by a certain time. Mm -hmm. And also so that I knew my plan of who was doing who. And so that I had time to do my makeup too. Right. But I usually, and the reason I say it is because, and I think, I don't know, other, there have been some glam artists who like require it and want to have that schedule. But I'm like, everyone needs to be there at X time. And it's like, just go. Who's next? Volunteer to go. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I feel like, at least in my experience, when there's a set time, so-and-so is having hair done at this time. But if they're running ahead of time, and then so the next person's not there and ready. Mm-hmm. Like then what? Then there's How this lag this when we could be done earlier. Yeah. That's my only thing on it. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I haven't really asked glam artists if they care that yeah. there's not this set schedule. It's like, nope, just next, next, yeah. next. I should ask them. Yeah. Or maybe we'll interview some of them. We should definitely do yeah. that. Because I think it would vary. Thinking yeah. through a lot of the glam artists that I work with, mm-hmm. it is definitely going to vary based on their personality types, yeah. how they work their preferences. Some are definitely going to be opinionated. Some are not. Some are fine to go with the flow and to just help speed things along. I feel like a lot of times they're running ahead, to be honest. Yeah. Most of them. We always build in for buffer. We always build in for the domino effect of something causing a delay. So so what I usually But usually you're right. (laughs) What I usually do is I say, hey, this this is the time that hair and makeup needs to be done by. What time would you like to start? This is how many there are including whatever. And I let them choose the time, which is maybe surprising, but I kind of, you know, some will say like 11, some will say like nine, some will say seven, depending on all of that and how it factors in. Or we've seen earlier. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just my approach to it. I think it's kind of also my like not, as I said, I like to like know all the details and be in all the details, but at some point kind of have to let vendors slightly do their job too. Yes. And trust them. Yes. Um, at the Yeah. At the end of the day, even if you're a very involved full service planner that has met with every single person that's going to be working the day mm-hmm. multiple times, knows every wish and desire inside and out, at the end of the day, it's a bunch of moving parts, a bunch of different tasks and responsibilities yeah. done by a bunch of different adults that will or will not be professional and do their job mm-hmm. and try to do it well and try to have a good attitude yeah. or not. Yeah. And ultimately that is one thing that is a tricky balance to fall on a planner's shoulders of as prepped as you can be with a bunch of different conversations and planning across the board, vendors wise, guest prep wise, wedding mm-hmm. party, family, the couple, so on and so forth. At the end of the day, it's a bunch of people making hopefully good decisions yeah. On the fly sometimes or just in accordance to whatever else is happening. Right. Um, and you can't control that. You might not be even in the same room as that is happening and you might find out about it later. And that's an unfortunate reality. Yeah. Because sometimes that does fall on us doing our job, doing it well, making sure there's a plan in place. Mm-hmm. But it also does fall on those people. Yeah. And a lot of times it's on them yeah. to uphold what they've agreed to yeah. or to try to find a fair fix for a problem or compromise and that's on them yeah because there's a plan in place 
That's true. Fun reality. Yeah. So are there any more uh, constructive questions <laughs> on this list? Well, to, to start wrapping this thing up, I wanted to, we've already naturally gone there. I want to kind of tie into the first couple, the first two episodes, really oh. talking about like the bigger idea with this podcast, the bigger purpose of after years of us building our business and what we want to focus on and how we want to help with our client. This up. Since we've kind of talked, since you've talked a lot about refocusing back to your why, why are you getting married? Why are we wedding planners? Mm-hmm. Why do we love what we do? Why do you love this person? Why are you going to spend your life with them? I feel like sometimes we get asked as planners, like, what what can make a successful wedding? Like, just tell me the quick tricks to make a successful mm-hmm. wedding. When ultimately, if you can't tell by the end of this episode, it really is all over the place. It truly comes down to a lot of hard work between us and other vendors and what you want. Yeah. So would you say that you had a successful wedding? And what does that mean to you? I do think so. I think that my my perception of a successful wedding is not going to be what's maybe expected. And I think that a lot of what we do is like the fluff of it, to be honest. I think that to me, a successful wedding is really mostly driven by the perspective and attitudes of the two people getting married. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, I, I will tell couples, brides, that if you are, you know, not necessarily ra- relaxed, but if you are focused on enjoying your day, that kind of sets the tone and a lot of your friends, your family, your vendors will also kind of follow that attitude as well. Yeah. But when things are more tense it's only kind of robbing the day from yourself Mm -hmm. and I think everybody around you is also maybe a little bit more on edge too so I think like for me I did have a successful wedding and while I said I was doing things and keeping busy yeah I feel like there are like moments I look back on and do enjoy or did enjoy or did have like an emotion about you know yeah because I was able to let go of it having to be perfect. Yes, yes. And there are still things, like, I I don't know why this is what's coming to my mind, but we had, for our ceremony, we had this rug, and we had a, like, standing old Hollywood-looking mic, right? Nice, okay. It's just what our DJ provides. Oh, very fitting for you, though. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, so we had that. But there was this whole whole confusion because I remember our our day of coordinator asking me about it. And I think it was because Zach and our officiant were confused about it. She was like, the intention was for you guys to stand on the rug, right? Not next to it. And I was like, yes, we're supposed to stand on the rug. Yes. And like the mic can go on the rug. So, you know, everyone's like standing on it. Who's the center there? And when I walked up to the aisle, remember we also didn't do a first look too. Zach and our officiant were standing behind the rug. Oh no. <laughs> and I don't know why I was just like, how is this a thing that like they yep. don't get to stand yep. on the rug? But like it didn't really matter. <laughs> where was matter. the mic? The mic was like to the back. I think that for whatever reason, <laughs> okay. Zach and our officiant were like, like moved it. The, the rug is decor, like don't stand don't on it. Don't mess up the rug. So that's just my guess. I've never asked him to be honest. Because it was so not worth like 
right. making a thing. Like, right. you just had to let it go. Especially walking down the aisle. Yes. Exactly. And, like, it's funny because at the end of the day, like, yeah, we weren't really standing on it, but my, my dress, like, brimmed the rug. So maybe it was okay. a little less noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that to me, that's what a successful wedding is, is like at the end of the day, did they show up? Did they get married? Mm -hmm. Did, did they have a good time and seem like they were able to let go? Right. Because that's the environment that then I feel like exists if that can happen. Mm -hmm. Even if, I mean, we, we had a (laughs) wedding once where there were two girls on the groom's side and they were wearing these really cute like suits with stiletto heels and one of uh, them just went down. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, like, I mean, there's there's other things that could go worse right. too, right? But like, it's it was all okay. Yeah. They yeah. still got married. She, it's she still got fun. horrible it, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, I think yeah. what you were saying earlier about letting go, I, I feel like what I look for on the day, again, with however much prep mm-hmm. and planning and time, uh, at the end of the day, if that couple is just lost in the moment, if they're mm-hmm. just constantly enjoying each other's presence, their yeah. friends and family's presence, just like in the, you know, the best way, just being like brought from thing to thing to thing and enjoying all of their day. Yeah. That to me screams that this was, we're all doing such a good job. We're yeah. all able to deliver on everything that they're wanting. Nothing is pulling their attention away, at least negatively. Yeah. And they're just like yeah. lost in their love for each other. That's yeah. that's ultimately what we all daydream about having yeah. is just being swept up in however much money you put in towards this day, mm-hmm. whatever it looks like, whatever trends you followed yeah. or didn't follow. At the end of the day, if you're just caught up with the person that you love, isn't yeah. that, what isn't is that now, the point of it? Point, right. <laughs> Being with this person? And like the reason I was saying it's like, at least on my end, and you might have a completely different answer in your mind about it too, but even if you agree, yeah. you know, but I think that there is a lot that you can do for it to be successful and right. for it to run smoothly or as smooth as it can in terms of the actual wedding and the party and right. all of that. I mean, one could be like having a rain plan that you're going to be okay with if you need to make that decision so mm-hmm. that there's enough time to actually execute that rain plan. Like, you know, there, it's so situational, but I think that, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know where I, I think was it's telling. Well, I think it's telling if we both are just like, sure, we can nitpick, but if we're really mm-hmm. not able to like drag something out mm-hmm. of our brains and if we're really just remembering all the good moments, yeah. that's what we work for for our clients. And yeah. I'm so happy that that's what we have for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like one of my memories, I feel like because Zach and I didn't do a first look, I feel like I don't have as many memories with him on our wedding mm-hmm. day, to be honest. Another perk of a first look. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. And I like, but I remember like, having a good time with our photos like our couples portraits because I mean it can feel awkward being in front of the camera right and I think that he knew it was important to me and so I think he tried to make extra efforts to like be natural be together I don't think he was natural oh no I think he made more efforts with it because he knew I cared about it but like besides that my other memory of us on our wedding day (laughs) Was falling on the dance floor, actually. You falling? Both of us. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we were Just doing. like later, not during your first dance, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Like during, yeah, during the dance floor, we were just 
being awkward, I guess. And we just, like, <laughs> fell. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't think he remembers that. I don't think uh, he remembers a lot from it, to be honest. That's also a good sign. But, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just If it's this vague, blurry, beautiful memory, then that's yeah. also a successful wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was your answer going to be? Mine was also yes, because very similarly, I can sit here and nitpick things. And that's fortunately, unfortunately, part of being a wedding planner, I guess, the personality that comes with it. But there's so many moments where I was just like lost in the moment. I was just having such a good time Mm -hmm. with my friends, like getting ready. I was such a nervous wreck. I was just so ready. My adrenaline was pumping. I... I this is why I should not have scheduled hair and makeup side by side for myself I needed to move my body (laughs) I needed Mm -hmm. to get up and do something but I was just so excited to just like run outside and do our first look and just go ahead and be with Matt yeah and make out with him I don't know like that's (laughs) what I wanted to do and I just yeah thankfully because of the chaos of trying to schedule two ceremonies we did end up having like a ton of more intentional time together before well before the second ceremony but by the end of the day there was several pockets where it was like just us or just us and a few people it wasn't all wedding party and family all the time before we got to be with like the rest of our guests if that makes sense which is really nice being able to just kind of like look through the whole day and be like, even though I was such a crazy nervous wreck and like such a goofy idiot, um, getting ready with my girlfriends and stuff. It was so fun being able to be like, oh, I had like all these different moments with Matt. And then even later, like a bunch of different moments, like on the dance floor, I feel like we had actually talked about dancing was really important to both of us. We wanted to just like have a really good time and just kind of be together at that point. Like we didn't want to get pulled too much. And we also wanted to enjoy our friends. And we had commented at like other weddings we had gone to of just like friends getting married or whatever, that it seemed to us like a bummer when you have couples that like, whether or not they're dancers, but they're just like never on the dance floor. They're never even really together. Like they're just like in their own worlds, talking to their own people the entire night. for us seemed like a bummer because I'm like I get you're inviting all these people and you want to talk to them but also it's your wedding day like go be together and so that's something we had actually talked about making sure as the night went on Mm -hmm. and um, I had actually asked a couple of my bridesmaids because I knew I was the one that was going to get lost on the dance floor Mm -hmm. and be in the moment and I just asked him I was like if you notice Matt is gone for more than like two songs Mm -hmm. like go grab him or get me to go get him or something like I don't want it to be like an hour goes by and we're just in our own worlds and not together. I want us to be in our world together. And yeah. so thankfully, because we had talked about it, like that was something that I like, just it was like the whole receptions is like blurry memory of yeah. us just being together and drinking and dancing and like, yeah, goofing off. It's interesting because when, when I think back on the reception, I feel like to me, it felt like that part went by quickly and not quickly at the same time. Yeah. And I remember, you know, like after cake cutting, as the dance floor had opened, like we did not want to be on the dance floor at all. So we went like out to the patio and a lot of people kind of followed us there. But I remember like us being like together and people taking pictures with us or talking or like that sort of thing. And then, you know, like usually if the couple's not on the dance floor, uh, everybody's going to be. Right. But I do remember seeing and hearing inside there was like, you know, 
you know that I'm half Guatemalan. So like my Latin <laughs> side of the family had all their Latin music happening in there and they uh. were dancing. And then we did my, actually one of my friends was like, Megan, we need to go back inside for a reason you I won't need go to. into. <laughs> you need to actually <laughs> She be said, you need to go on the dance floor because of a very specific reason that had to do with family stuff. And so we went back in and Zach did come and that's when we did fall on the dance floor. And then I remember yeah. it going into like bouquet toss, yeah. garter toss, which I will also remember that Zach, I was like, you have to take it off of your mouth. <laughs> like, okay, let's get into this. story time. Let's but, um, share. He was not liking it. Okay. Um, let. But that's all I remember yeah. really at the dance floor. Yeah. Anyway, but wait, what are we sharing? So we both did garter tosses. Yeah. We both had our, our guys take it off with their mouths. Yeah. Share your experience. <laughs> oh, I, my experience of it. Well, I have another comment on it too. That's not my experience, <clears throat> but like, I thought it was funny because I thought Zach's reaction to it was <laughs> yeah. funny. I just remember him kind of like rolling his eyes and like, fine, I'll just do it. Was this um, planned or was this in the moment you were oh, like, like, no, you have to take this off I with was your like, mouth. that's what you're supposed to do. We did not plan or like <laughs> talk through any of this stuff in advance Oh my all. gosh. But like he, yeah, it, it was fine. Like I didn't <laughs> think it was awkward because I think I was laughing the whole yep, time. Yep. But I have seen some very intense uh, lap dances. Yeah, we've seen that. a lot of. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'll say like there have been somewhere like literally every single person in that room cannot take their eyes away. Oh my gosh. For good or for bad? <laughs> for like I mean they if you're gonna own it, like they own owned it. it. Own the moment. Yeah. 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 So how does uh does Zach have any regrets about that? Or you know, we haven't really did it bond you about that. <laughs> we talked about we the conversation of that that's happened is that my younger cousin Sammy, I don't I only have like two younger cousins and okay. he got the garter. Yeah. And it was like a laced elastic garter. Yep. And there's a picture of him and Zach with, you know, with the garter nice. after. Nice. And he had completely put it on as like a headband. Like it looks <laughs> nice. like a boho headband yep. sort of thing. And uh, Zach doesn't remember taking that picture. Sammy doesn't remember taking it. Oh my God. But it was just, it's hilarious to look back on because I think if anybody at my wedding, my cousin <laughs> like Sammy enjoyed it. the wedding the most out of everybody. Oh my God. He was just like having a blast. So. <laughs> That's my memory. Oh my it. gosh. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we did yours, it. Did you like it? Was it awkward or So we we had talked about it beforehand in that both Matt and I got married later in our friend group. So that we mm-hmm. knew there was not gonna be a lot of single people. Mm-hmm. We even decided like talked about not having book right. garter toss Which at all. I'm all for, to be honest. Right. Like, again, it can be a little antiquated of a tradition. Yeah. I had seen actually a video probably on TikTok. Of a couple throwing the garter and the bouquet at the same time. Mm. And we had talked like, oh, that would be, if we're going to do it, let's do that. Since we have like maybe five single people. Like, let's not split them up any Mm -hmm. further. Like, just get the few people that are out there and have this ridiculous moment. Yeah. And because I definitely wanted to do both if we were doing them. I was like, I'm not going to toss a bouquet Mm -hmm. and then not have you toss a garter toss. Like, that's dumb. Like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do both of them. Yeah. And so then Matt, of course, was like, well, what does that actually look like? Like, what does that mean for us? And I was like, well, like, I'm 
gonna get a, I'll have a chair, I'm gonna sit on a chair and you're gonna have to figure out how you wanna take that garter off. So we didn't actually talk about like that, but just mm -hmm. that was our plan, right? Well, while we were dancing, uh, well actually Matt was dancing on the dance floor and we had a photo booth, one of those 360 ones. Oh yeah. Um, and so I had been pulled to go take some of those, mm -hmm. uh, essentially boomerangs. Yeah. And the music cut on and our DJ started like talking about how we were gonna do bouquet garter toss, like singles come to the floor. So I just, my shoes are definitely off at this point. I just like sprint as best as I can over to the dance floor. Well, as I'm trying to get over there, Matt takes a moment with all the time he has to go tell his family, like his parents and his grandma, do not look at this. Like you will be, <laughs> you will be traumatized by this. Again, I don't, we had not talked further about actually what this garter toss was going to look yeah. like, right? I don't have that opportunity. I don't even know he's doing it. I didn't think about that. I'm just trying to get to yeah. the dance floor. I'm just trying to like figure out what to do and hand me the things and sit on the chair and whatever. Yeah. So we get there and since we were tossing both at the same time, we like needed to do garter first. Yeah. So I sit down and we did that song that's like the remix of Toxic by Britney Spears mm -hmm. and Pony. Mm -hmm. So it's a good time. And Matt, I don't know how much of this was like actually choreographed prior. <laughs> he would hate that I'm saying that. But <laughs> he had, def he definitely knew during different lyrics of that song when to do different things moves and okay. things <laughs> so what ended up happening and I had no like I just knew it was going to be hilarious I didn't mind attention I knew he yeah. would hate it that's kind of why I wanted to do it too I was like this will just mm -hmm. be a funny thing mm -hmm. and our guests were just like I just remember the sound of them losing their minds like oh. it was just hilarious and he did this whole like crawling on his hands and knees on the floor and a bunch of like dance moves Were on the floor this? no he really really tried to come out of his shell for oh this one gosh. I remember some of his friends were like I've never seen him this animated yeah. we'll go with it. so yeah he like like threw my dress over his head and like oh got God. it off of his mouth and then, and like did a bunch of, just like a bunch of like dance moves throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm probably beat right now. I was just like beat red. I can like see it kind of in my photos, like on my neck. <laughs> and yeah. like was so surprised in the best way that he just like owned this moment. And then we actually had a Titans football for him to like wrap the garter on to throw it. Mm -hmm. And then had my bouquet, toss it to the like five single people at the same time. We like had our DJ made some joke about like good luck catching these things like from their perspective, like yeah. all this shit's flying at them. Um, and looking at photos and video of that moment is one of my favorite parts of the day because you can see our guests jaws just like drop further and further mm -hmm. as Matt is doing his <laughs> doing his thing doing his <laughs> they're just going from like oh like garter moment to like whoa this is like he is owning this moment so that was such a fun part of the day yeah I loved it Aww. sounds like you guys had a good time I feel uh, like we were so reserved <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> So I guess moving forward, I'm actually going to be recording the next episode and doing my version 
of kind of deep dive of my career, talking about how I got into wedding planning, different things throughout my life that led me in that direction, how I got from point A to point whatever letter I'm on at this point. And so I'm going to be working on that for you guys. And we have a lot of ideas coming your way for different episodes to get content out there, to get advice out there, and to just keep having a good time, keep sharing our stories. And don't forget to follow us, to like us on Instagram and on Facebook, and please subscribe and hit that notification button. That way you guys can be updated on us dropping new episodes. Thanks for joining us for the Prelude Podcast. Bye!